0: said just have a few scriptures for us this morning hopes to encourage all of us no matter where we're at if we are believers or we're not believers um, to encourage us that Jesus loves us and the understanding that God is for us and he's not against us a lot of times we think God has a problem with us but God doesn't have a problem with us we have a problem with God You see, God has made a way for all of us to be restored to him through Jesus because he knows our condition um, is one that is in rebellion towards him. And so many times in this world, God gets painted out to be the bad guy. But God isn't the bad guy. He's a God of love. The Bible says God is love. And apart from Christ, our heart is wicked. But when we accept the truth of Christ, the person of Christ, not the religion, but the person of Christ, we find hope to live a new way. In and of ourselves, we never would live differently. In and of ourselves, we will always be insecure, lustful, prideful, selfish, you name it, all of that that comes from the flesh. The flesh only knows how to die, and the flesh only craves the the desires it wants. But as Christians, if we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, We are born again of a new nature. So now we begin to grow and begin to mature in living a new way. Our heart is vital, just like the physical heart. If the physical heart stops pumping, what happens? We die. And so it is with the spiritual heart. The spiritual heart is not kept. All we know to go back to is to the heart of the flesh. And we know that sin only knows one thing, and that is death sin ultimately leads to death but jesus says i've come to give you life and life in abundance and the bible encourages us that he gives us a new heart and so proverbs 4 verse 23 we are informed to guard our heart above all else for it determines the course of life over the past couple months i've been asking y'all do you think about your soul the value of your soul Because you're more than just this physical body. This physical body will be laid into the dirt in one day. But your soul is for eternity. And where are you going to spend eternity? Either with Christ or apart from Christ. And that's not a decision that you, if you would, can alter what Christ has done for you unless you choose not to follow Christ. And so if you're not going to follow Christ, then you're not going to guard your heart. And you're going just to wander in this world and in this life, this physical life, down many paths and roads that were never designed for you. A lot of hurts, a lot of pains, a lot of struggles that we cause ourself. Not to say that as a Christian you won't have trials and pain and struggle. You will. But the difference is you have Christ who will see you through it and use that which is intended for harm for good. That can't be done in the flesh. And so I love it that the Bible encourages us to guard our heart above all else. For it determines the course of life. And if you go to Matthew chapter 11, verse 29. Jesus tells us, and again, Jesus understands our condition. He understands all of our hurts and our pains. He understands all of our rebellious ways. And yet he still comes to reveal himself to us because he loves us. Remember John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever would believe in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. So with this understanding, Jesus turns to those who say they love him, and he tells them, take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you. And that's very important because you have to ask yourself, no matter what your age is, If you're calling yourself a Christian, are you allowing yourself to be taught by the Holy Spirit? Because that's the only way you're gonna mature because this is a new way of living. You're not living out of the natural any longer. You're living out of the spiritual life, this newness of life. So he says, let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart. That's Jesus' description of himself. And then listen to what he tells us. You will find rest for your souls. Has anyone in this room gone through trials, gone through troubles, gone through heartaches, gone through despair, gone through depression? Well, listen to Jesus' words. You will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and my burden, and the burden I give you is light. So many people may have been around church. The teachings of Christ around Christians, and the enemy plays with our hearts and our minds, the world encourages us not to look at Christ in our flesh. In and of our old nature, it will never come to Christ. And it will lie to us. It would tell us that being a Christian is a burden. Mm-hmm. It will lie to us and tell us that there's no fun in being a Christian. Mm-hmm. It keeps us enslaved and in bondage. But if you hear these words of Jesus, He says, My yoke is easy to bear, and my, and the burden I give you is light, because He is humble and He is gentle. And He says, Let me teach you. Mm-hmm. You go to John fourteen, verse one. It says, "Do not let your hearts be troubled." Jesus says, mm-hmm. "Trust in God and trust also in me." So, do not let your hearts be troubled. Are your hearts troubled this morning? Mm-hmm. Are you facing consequences of your own actions? Are you finding yourself facing the consequences of maybe what others have done to you? But the reality is, as Jesus says, don't let your hearts be troubled. How do you cure a troubled heart? Listen to Jesus' words. Trust in God and trust also in me. And then John fourteen twenty seven. I always encourage you all with this scripture. Jesus says, I'm leaving you a gift of peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. You see, apart from Christ, you're going to try to find an identity in this world. You're going to try to find love through many sources and many relationships, and you're going to keep searching and searching and searching, and your search is going to end with nothing. Because in the temporalness of life, everything you're searching to make you at peace or to make you whole, it can go tomorrow. Mm-hmm. People can die tomorrow. Yes. Things can burn up. Things could be stolen. Mm-hmm. So that's how the flesh tricks us. It tricks us to desire the things of this world, to keep us entertained by the things that are passing away. And the enemy uses that to keep us ultimately from Christ. Mm-hmm. But Jesus has never left you. Jesus has never forsaken you. God planned your life. God has purposed your life. And God wants you to live the fullness of life. So Jesus says, I'm leaving you this gift. Not that you deserve it. Not that I deserve it. Because it's free. He gives it to us free. You have to choose to take this gift. Mm -hmm. And that peace, that that word peace, means wholeness. Nothing missing, nothing broken. If you're broken today, if you're feeling broken today, hear Jesus' words. It says, it's peace I want to give you. I want to heal every broken area inside your heart. I want to heal what's been done to you. I want to heal what you're doing to yourself. I want you to live a life of of wholeness, of fullness, of peace. So don't be troubled, Jesus says. And don't be afraid. Romans 10 This is going to be the fastest service I've ever done. Don't get used to it. <laughs> Romans 10, verse 9 through 10. How, how can you be saved? How can you trust in Jesus? Well, these scriptures tell you. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is the Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Yes. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God. And it is by confessing with your mouth that you are saved. And that's the importance. That's what's important today. Are you saved if you're calling yourself a Christian? If you're not calling yourself a Christian, that's okay too. Because ultimately at some point you have to decide if you're going to believe upon Jesus. and, And if not, then that's your choice. But if you're calling yourself a Christian, make sure you're not deceived. Because there's a lot of people in this earth that think they're saved, but in reality they're not. So you say, well, how do I know if I'm saved? Well, does your confession that Jesus is the Lord, the Son of God, and your belief that he rose from the dead as it changed your life, are the choices you're making honoring whom you're saying you believe in and what you're confessing. Because you confessing his resurrection draws a line in the sand to your flesh, to the enemy, and to the world. You're saying, "I believe in the Son of God who rose from the de- the dead that defeated you. You have no power over me anymore. You can't plague my heart. You can't plague my mind. You can't lead me down to despair. You can't lead me into depression because my God is the God who who came and saved me and delivered me. And so this belief and confession begins to transform you. Because remember what it says. How does the how does how does he tra- change changes? by changing the way we think. How does he transform us, this new person? By changing the way we think. And if your belief and confession isn't changing the way you think, then you may not be truly believing and confessing. When you truly believe and you truly confess, it alters your inside. Because the Bible says, then you are truly saved. Saved. And that's important. Because nowadays, the enemy, the world's religions, even your flesh, they don't mind you having, even going to church or or saying, oh yeah, I know Jesus, oh yeah, oh, I'm a Christian. But the reality is, are you a Christian? That's the reality. And so go to Ephesians 1. Ephesians 1. Ephesians 1, verse 18. So the final two scriptures I want to read to you are prayers that Paul prayed for the church. He says, I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope he, Jesus, has given to those he has called his holy people who are his rich and glorious inheritance. And then Ephesians 3, verse 16 through 18. He says, I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he, being Jesus, will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts. And listen to this, back to what I was saying earlier, as you trust in him. Not trusting in anyone else, not trusting anyone else to fix you, not trusting for any substance to fix you, not trusting for any other identity to fix you, but truly trusting in Jesus. You know, I live the majority of my life trusting in relationships, trusting in drugs, trusting in myself, trusting that others would do for me. But it wasn't until I really gave my heart to Jesus that I truly understood what it means to trust in God and to let him bring about what he has for me. And so then again, the scripture says, then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. And then as you're trusting, you begin to grow. Your roots will grow down into God's love. And listen to this. It will keep you strong. And then he ends by saying, And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep His, Jesus' love is for you. So my encouragement for all of us today, no matter who we are, is to guard your heart. And if you're calling yourself a Christian, and make sure your heart belongs to Jesus. Not just by words, but by how you live. You're trusting in Him. Your life isn't going to be perfect, but He's perfect. And His love, His perfect love drives out all fear. And He will continue that which He has begun in you. And you say, but what if I'm not a Christian? Well, I pray at some point you find yourself at a place where you realize that you are in rebellion towards your creator and that you would ask for forgiveness and that you would believe in your heart that Jesus is the Son of God and that he rose from the dead. Remember, God is not the problem. God is not mad at you. God is not stiff-arming you. God is trying to save all of us. He's trying to open our eyes to all this confusion that's trying to distort truth because God is truth and God is love. And so if you're not a Christian, you have to ask yourself, you have to know that you're the one, you're angry at God. God's not angry at you. You're the one rejecting God. God's not rejecting you. And you say, well, how do I know God's not rejecting me? Because God gave up his own son. Like God sent Jesus for you. And Jesus endured all that he did in order to go to the cross and ultimately be raised from the dead so that we could have eternal life and be restored back to our Creator, whom our souls would be in for all eternity. For all eternity. If we are in Christ, and you say, what happens for those who aren't in Christ? Then they have chosen to abide for eternity apart from Christ. And that's why I always tell people when I'm speaking with people, why would you choose that? Why would you choose to be lost For eternity, Mm -hmm. when his love is available for you. Mm -hmm. Not just now, but for eternity. So I would just encourage you to remember that he's a good father. Mm -hmm. He loves us deeply. Mm -hmm. And it's not God who has the problem. It's us apart from Christ. Mm -hmm. We're trying to be gods. We're trying to be in control. Mm -hmm. And listen, you can feast off all of this in this world. You can have all the sex. You can have all the drugs. You can have all the depression and anxiety. And you can have all of this stuff trying to chase things in this world. But that's all you'll end up with. And again, everything you're chasing can be gone tomorrow. And so if you're trying to say, that's my identity. This is what I want. This is what I crave. This is who I am. Well, you have every right to live that way. But just know that you're choosing temporalness. You're choosing things that aren't lasting. Mm -hmm. And yet, the one who created you, the one who formed you, the one who fashioned you, the one who numbered the hairs on your head, has been in your life every day since you took a birth. I mean, since you you were birthed and you took a breath. He's been with you, trying to reveal himself to you. So that at the end, when you stand, ultimately, we're all going to stand before him.
1: Hmm.
0: Ultimately, all of us are going to stand before him. But it's at the end, what, it's what happens. He's going to say, I don't know you. Mm-hmm. If you're not in Christ. He's going to say, you rejected me your whole entire life when I was revealing myself to you mm-hmm. constantly. <laughs> and so I just want to encourage you. Like, you don't have to keep, you don't have to run from God. You don't have to hide from God. God wants to call all of us out into his marvelous light why the Word of God says to expose the fruitless deeds of darkness. You can never do anything that would turn God's head from you. God is always reaching towards you. God is always revealing himself, bringing you. And that's why the Word of God says it is his love that brings us, that leads us to repentance. I want to play this last song for us and and if you need to repent, if you need to say, I'm sorry, if you just need to be honest with God and say, God, I don't even know if all this makes sense to me, but you have me here for a reason because it's not, and it's not by accident that, that we're here. Like God, yet again, designed all of us to be together for all of us to hear his truth and then to respond. Oh, my sister. Hello, brother. <laughs> all right. Yeah, awesome. So I'm going to close this with this last song and then I'll close this and prayer.
1: I've never known <laughs> 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 As we- i yeah.